Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast where we take a look at the inconsistencies of the Royal Rumble match. Now, Jim, today, um, I don't know if you've heard, but this is a star-studded Royal Rumble. I think I've heard that before for other Royal Rumbles, I feel like. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there one that was they said was the biggest star-studded Royal Rumble? Yes. Which one was that? Was that 20? I want to say 2010. That does sound about right. And then I don't even, you know what? I don't even remember what happened in 2010, to be honest There's with you. probably a few that we've already have seen that has been already called the most star-studded Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and you can listen, everyone can listen to the archives for Royal Rumble 2010. But today we are going into 2007. Um, so this is, we're going backwards because the last episode was 2014. And we have a guest with us. Yes, we do. So let's welcome him in at this time. He is Josh the Ref. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me over. Uh, I represent the Armchair Bookers podcast. Like my friends here said, I am the ref, the man of the human experience. Uh, and I love talking wrestling. So thank you guys for having me on. Really appreciate it. No, no problem. Glad to have you on. I guess we'll start with the usual question that I asked the uh, guest is give us a little bit of background of your uh, your pro wrestling fandom. When did it uh, start? And, ooh. you know, did you take breaks? Yada, yada, yada. What do you follow? Let us know. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So uh, I... Go back to uh, WrestleMania three, the iconic, you know, Hogan slamming Andre um, that kicked me off. I was full on Hulkamania uh, lunatic. Um, absolutely loved Hogan. Opinions have changed. Um, <clears throat> not notwithstanding uh, that got me into wrestling and I carried it through uh, literally my entire life. Uh, a few years in college where it was just uh, between work and things like that. But um, the Attitude Era, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed lived the bulk of my wrestling uh during that time all through high school when wrestling was cool and i got to tell everybody i was a wrestling fan i already knew about it um so that was a lot of fun for a bit um but you know um i, I it evolved into the rock uh the rock is hands down my favorite of all time one two three four and probably six um i just love wrestling as it is today with the evolution across the board with what we get um you know, AEW debuting. I'm an NXT guy. I cover that uh, on uh, as uh, a recap show on the Armchair Bookers podcast. Um, but I'm I, I'm just thrilled uh, with all the wrestling we get to watch right now. It's just an incredible time to be a fan. It's an incredible time to be a long term uh, long time fan. So, so does this mean that me and you are at war? Because I'm definitely hashtag I'm with AEW. That's that's okay. I, uh, <laughs> I no, was, I want to hate you now. That's, you you can you can because legitimately, I was the guy on the other side <laughs> of the conversation being yelled at frequently by my my uh, co-hosts because I was much of the negative Nelly when it comes to AEW. I mm. my skepticism has massively decreased because the programming has been phenomenal. Uh, but I am uh, WWE NXT more so now. Um, just a just a bandwagon guy. And who them. knows? Maybe by the time this airs, because we record way ahead of time, you might be back on the other side. I, it, you never know with me. Um, <laughs> I, I do follow the best stories. I do follow the best wrestling. My absolute favorite piece of wrestling. What I look for uh, is the storytelling in the match. The uh, you know the the nonverbals, the selling. Um, that's where I 
that's where I fell in love with wrestling. That's what I um, I look for the most now, and that's why I pulled over more towards an AEW or NXT type of wrestling, where it's uh, you know they're really just just going out with the physicality and less time to tell the promo type of work, so they get to tell it in the ring, and that's mm-hmm. just what I'm I'm just digging right now. All right, so without going into in depth too much, because obviously we have a full discussion coming about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, what did you? What do you remember from Royal Rumble 2007? Like, did you watch it live? Were you um, kind of not following things? What, what What do you remember? And so overall, without going to the depth, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. 2007, I was in college at that point. <laughs> um, hope that doesn't date me too much. So I was not watching pay-per-views live. Uh, definitely couldn't afford a pay-per-view. Um, but I was very heavily following it. I remember uh, very much the, the the final four, and then the you know the the last two standing was a match in and of itself that was a classic. So I just remember it being star studded. Um, ironically, <laughs> I feel like the, like you guys said, I feel like we've heard that. I think you guys were talking about the Del Rio forty man superstar studded jam packed uh, one that they had. Um, I think that was two thousand and ten, right? No, that was 2011. That was 2011. And I'm more sure that they didn't use Star Star there because they were, they probably said biggest because at that time, since then we've had the greatest Royal Rumble. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was absolutely the greatest. And you can listen to that in the archives, of course, as well. We did cover, well, we covered all of them. Well, almost all. Almost all. Almost all. We're getting there. We're nearing the end, guys, actually. So, um, all right. Uh, Bill. What's been going on in the world and uh, what's happening in the world of pro wrestling in 2007? Oh, geez. Well, WWE has a shitload of championships at this point in time. Um, More than today? Yeah. Are there like 15? That might be an exaggeration, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's going to feel like a lot. So Okay. Uh, going into this event, John Cena is the WWE champion. The Intercontinental champion is Jeff Hardy. The United States champion is Chris Benoit. The WWE Tag Team Champions are Brian Kendrick and Paul London. Wow, that I love that team. Anyway, um, the Cruiserweight Champion is Gregory Helms. The ECW Champion is Bobby Lashley. Yes, we have entered WWECW at this time. Mm-hmm. The World Tag Team Champions are Rated RKO, Edge and Randy Orton. And the Women's Champion at this time is Mickey James. And the World Heavyweight Champion is Batista. So we've got a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, TNA is still TNA at this time. Their X Division Champion is Chris Sabin. The NWA World Heavyweight Champion is Christian Cage. And the NWA World Tag Team Champions are LAX. And finally in Ring of Honor, Homicide is the Ring of Honor World Champion. And the World Tag Team Champions are Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. So, going into the Royal Rumble. Triple H, a few weeks before the event at another pay-per-view, New Year's Revolution got injured in a tag team match. He hurt his leg. I think I, this is the one where he hurt his other quad, I believe. Okay. And because of that, he's out. He's gone. He's not competing in this. So we get to save Jim from watching another Triple H win. Mm, the 
best. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have Umaga, who is an unstoppable beast, chasing John Cena and the WWE title. And we have, I guess we're going to go with ECW because Bobby Lashley won the ECW in, or won the ECW. He won the company, folks. He won the company. <laughs> <laughs> he won the ECW title in an Elimination Chamber match. And this is where his big push starts to begin. Mm-hmm. And that was only about a month before this, I believe. Yeah. Right? That was this, wasn't that the horrible December to this member event? Which I think a lot of people can point to, like, that's where it really went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Even though Okada was there before. Yeah. Hey, you know what I'm most interested in what you were saying? I had thought that TNA had dropped the NWA at that point, uh, at this point already. I think it's, it's going to be, like, in the middle of that year is when they drop NWA. Okay. Um, so, oh, before pre-Rumble we, stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh I was going to ask... Um, but both of you guys, before we sure. really get into this, I sort of want to play a game with the both of you. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is a good game. Because I had mentioned Triple Very H. Very soul-like fear in me right now. No, I had mentioned Triple H was is not in the Rumble because he got injured. Mm. Of the Raw competitors, or any of these competitors, I want to see if we can each figure out who's the one that replaced Triple H because I feel like somebody is not supposed to be in this. Okay. I I have my pick already. I just want to see where you guys go. So are you saying this is one of these rare Royal Rumbles that they did announce everyone ahead of time? It's not... The, the way that I remember it was like the dirt sheets were saying Triple H was going to win this Rumble and it was going to go to WrestleMania and he was going to beat John Cena to win. Of course he was. <laughs> That's about that time, right? Yeah, about that time. I have a guess. I'm just looking at who's in it now, but I, we'll we'll give our guesses at the end of this thing. Yeah. Because who knows? It may change. Tough. Yeah, I'm interested. Well, we do have pre-show stuff or pre-match stuff like Jim said. We have a lot, actually. I was very surprised. It had- is. It is. We had a rated RKO and King Booker segment with drawing numbers. We had an Ariel and Kevin Thorne hornswoggle segment with the great collie. Yep. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. We had Ron Simmons doing his damn thing. Yep. Can I just say, I don't know if people have talked about this because I, I'll be honest with you, I only follow mostly... AEW and a little bit of impact. I always feel like I feel so bad for Ron Simmons because this is a guy who like was the, the first black champion in WCW and the NWA. And now he's just known as the guy that says damn. Yeah. Like he's this revolutionary hero, especially in today's society where like, I feel like that should be more like, Celebratory. Not to just I mean, uh, beyond being the, the first black champion, he was also Farouk. I mean, Farouk was a huge character uh, with uh, the Nation of Domination. 
you know, he was an APA even. Like, yeah, it kind of slipped downward as he went on, but you're absolutely right. The, knowing him as just the guy that said, damn, is really unfortunate. It really is. And he said it a lot. Yeah. Pioneer for diversity, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Sand, we had a Sandman Ric Flair segment with Extreme Expose. You know, if there's one thing that these segments had me doing by the end of that was like, I'm so fucking pumped right now for the ECW representation in this upcoming match. I think Sandman had the best draw because he was like, I don't care what number I get. Let me just drink my damn beer and smoke my cigarette. Sure. <laughs> Times well, are different now, a bit. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> what would you think, uh, Josh, about this? Or any of these? It was uh, an interesting pay-per-view. Uh, I feel like this was where they were kind of in, be- in between letting go of the Attitude Era fully and embracing that new kind of, you know, John, you know, I mean, they were already into the John Cena swing of things, uh, but this has really seemed like where it started to kind of shift a bit. Uh Mm-hmm. So, like the early matches, it didn't. They felt some of them felt kind of awkward. Some of the segments kind of felt awkward because it was moving away from it. But they were, you know. Um, but it was fun. It was again. It was a very fun pay per view, and I think that we we lost some of that fun stuff more recently. It's so back funny then, to get the alarms you know, going. I'm I don't know. Right I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. Being that's in the city. Is, <laughs> I was I was hoping it was going the other way because I was listening because unfortunately sometimes I could tell them like is it going away or is it getting closer like damn it it's getting closer <laughs> now it's going away I can still hear it um so yeah sorry about the alarm no, do I think about that except well really nothing I was gonna say tell whoever <laughs> to not be in trouble um. Okay, so we have your announcers are Jerry Lawler, JBL, and Michael Cole. Oh boy, <laughs> we've had some good experience. We've had some good experience with these three in the past. Oh God, um, where are either Taz or Joey Styles? Where's my ECW representation as far as announcers go? They probably just called it a night and went to get a drink. Well, now here's my other question that I just thought of. Maybe one of you can answer. Did either of them call any other matches in outside of the Rumble match? They did the ECW title match, and that was it. Well, at least they were there for that. Yes, okay. which we'll talk about later. Right. Um, okay, 90-second intervals, which means our intervals are... Every seven and a half minutes. Now, Josh, anything to add before we get into the uh, the Royal Rumble match? I am excited because as we go through it, it gets definitely gets more exciting for me. So um, let's rock it, man. All right, let's go, Bill. All right, here we go. Yes. Entries one through five. One, Ric Flair. Two, Finley. Three, Kenny Dykstra. Four, Matt Hardy. Five, Edge. And I have during this segment eliminated Flair and Dykstra. And we start the conversation off with Josh. Hmm. That was quite a five. Um, especially because, you know, as the match goes on, you, you see who sticks around. And uh, Finley is so underrated across his entire career. Um, and it showed in this match, which I thought was incredible. 
Um, let's see here. Well, as you're looking at people, you yes, are yes, here. Yes, another please. siren coming up. Uh, coming to your right side here. There it goes. I hope everybody is okay. And Santa Claus riding it. You know what? I'm starting to get scared that like this is going to be. And Bill, we've done plenty of these. There's never been this many sirens actually in this short period of time. So at this point during this segment, I started an I want Sandman chant by myself. <laughs> Ric Flair gets a chair. But the re- but also the refs took away Finlay's shillelagh. Right. I don't know why. Um, I mean, it's allowed. You've had yeah, technically it is. You had other Royal Rumbles like 2001, which you could listen to in the archives, uh, where there's a lot of hardcore uh, weapons being brought in. Mm-hmm. Well, so we had Chainsaw uh, Charlie and uh, Mankind. Uh, uh, Cactus, Cactus Jack, yeah. They were one and two, and it was just pure mayhem and, and weaponry. So that's a slight inconsistent, uh, you know, decision there. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, really. <laughs> um, Bill, what do you have for this segment? Okay, I only have one sign that I thought should be mentioned on this show, and it's right early in the match, and it's a guy has an RKO sign. But on it, it says, Randy's on his knees often. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, I think we know hmm. how that fan feels. Um, wow. JBL thinks that Vince McMahon should be president of the United States. Okay. Uh, please don't give him that thought now. No, no, what, did anything provoke that? Because Vince McMahon's not even in this match. I know, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Good old J, uh, JBL, that's for sure. It is JBL. Although JBL does give a good quote in here, and I really liked it. He compared this as being the closest to an endurance contest, which okay. he's actually right for once on that. Mm-hmm. And that's really all I have for this, for this segment. Josh, what was the other thing you want to come back to? Uh, just going back to Flair, um, I love that he didn't last long. I really did. Uh, by this time, for me, with Flair, um, I uh, people hate me for this. I wasn't a huge Flair fan. Uh, I love his work in, in For What It Did, but I was happy to see him go quickly, especially during this time frame. Yeah, and they're pushing Dykstra in this one. Even though he's not there long, he helps eliminate Flair. They're pushing yeah. him. Yeah. Right. I had forgotten that Kenny Dykstra was a playoff of Lenny Dykstra, actually. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I knew that when this happened because I'm not a sports person at all. So I just, and then like someone clued me in. I was like, Man, now's Dykstra. He played for the Phillies. Now I try to distance myself from that. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, how would you? Why do you think they chose a baseball player to kind of base a name off of? You being the sports guy here, I know. Um, I bet Vince or whoever it was thought this name rhymes. They can't really get us because it's a rhyme, not taking the actual person's name. 
And Ken Doan is such a terrible name that we're not <laughs> going to put him as Ken Doan. We're going to have him as Kenny Dykstra. I mean, I feel like that's, that's for sure. I feel like that's actually a pretty solid reason, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was odd, 2007. Good old Lenny was uh, well past any sort of good exposure. Um, so that's odd, especially because he was a cheerleader. Right, yeah. And by the way, and Lenny Dykstra's, you know, baseball persona was he was tough as nails. So and that's why they, they called him nails. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder, is there anyone that's been recently named after baseball players? And Bill, how much time do we have left, by the way? We have two minutes, four seconds. Okay. Has there been any baseball? Because uh, I wouldn't know if I saw it, to be honest with you. Um, nothing, that, nothing that clicks with me right off the bat. Yeah, not really. I mean, I was going to joke and say Abe Knucklebull Schwartz, but, you know. <laughs> um, not, I don't no, think that's not really. Uh, I, I can't think of... Anyone we, had, we legitimately had Pete Rose. Right. Well, He's yeah. made some appearances. You know, mm-hmm. there must be some sort of baseball connection that they had for a minute. Maybe with Adam Rose. But <laughs> <laughs> Adam Rose. Yeah. No, you really saddened me because you've just made me realize that we'll never talk about Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Oh. Our period with him yeah. is over. Yeah. And we'll never ever talk about him, and I won't be able to get. To make baseball jokes on a sport that I barely watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in 07, baseball's not doing too good with the steroid scandal going on. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was not a great time. Um, <laughs> I, I think one of the things Finley and Flair were like really weird as the first two. It was. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, because they're... Again, I put it as Flair just was was. Uh, I don't like because he had some good stuff. Finley can carry anybody. Finley can make anybody look great. Even Ric Flair at that point, you know, Finley plays just an amazing role at this time um, for the company. Where you know you put him in with anybody, you know, William Regal ish, where he's just terrific at all the t- all the time. Mm-hmm. And he makes this statement, you know, by lasting a significant amount of time, which we'll get into, I'm sure. Um, He's just that, that go-to guy. I don't know, maybe just to have some fun with, with, with Flair, take the moves and sell them. Perhaps. <laughs> All right, entries 6 through 10. 6, Tommy Dreamer. 7, Sabu. 8, Gregory Helms. 9, Shelton Benjamin. 10, Kane. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Dreamer and Sabu. We start the discussion with Bill. Okay, this is where the commentary, I thought, for a little bit gets weird, because I don't remember this. Tommy Dreamer and Sabu come out, and they're called extremists. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the push of the ECW stars being called extremists. I think that was, I, I remember that, but I think it was right when they hit um, ECW on sci-fi that that's when that started. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Because the thing was, remember, it was uh, One Night Stand 2, mm-hmm. and they did that whole card, and they were probably like, well, they're supposed to be different, so we can't call them superstars, so we'll call them extremists. 
pretty sure it was that's that's where it started. That sounds about right. Poor taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made some bad decisions. I loved that Dreamer came out. I put I started yelling, Go Dreamer, because here I am very excited about ECW being in the Royal Rumble. In fact, I have a pretty a decent story about when we get to if the winner went to WrestleMania and the aftermath later on regarding ECW. Um, and then I got really pumped because like, yes, Sabu, he gets a table set up. I'm sitting in my chair. I'm chanting ECW, ECW. And then it happens and I wrote, fuck you, Kane. He eliminates Dreamer and Sabu, and I'm pissed by the end of this batch. That was my story with this pretty much this second. Josh, what do you got for this? That sounds about right. Um, yeah, no, I remember uh, Dreamer and Sabu coming out and losing my mind as well. Um, uh, mainly because I got to see them, you know, being down in Philly, they were wrestling around the area frequently. They were wrestling in Philly all the time. Um, I got got to see them in my neighborhood at a little little gym, gym, and I really really didn't, at the time, realize what I got got to see uh, until much later, and they came out and said, oh my god, I recognize them, I saw them really up close. But they they set the tone for what they do to ECW, I mean, yeah, ECW, WECW, you know, with the showings that happened. I wish they would have lasted longer. But I do remember Kane coming in and you know, that's when I was like, okay, everybody's getting going thrown out the ring right now. But I was surprised as, as much damage as he did. It, uh, you know, he didn't, he wasn't, he didn't take over like we've seen before. You know, which again, I was kind of, I was happy about that. Um, and the way he got, are we where we got? Uh, no, not there yet. Um, I was happy. Bill, what about you? What do you got? Um, we get animal references again, Jim. Yes. And it is to Finley twice. At one point, he gets called a spider monkey. Or <laughs> <laughs> he gets called to the ropes. And then he gets called an orangutan. Okay. So the animal references are back in this episode. Thank you. Can for I guess that they were they were JBL? Um, no, they were both uh, Lawler actually. Um, that makes more sense. Yeah, it actually makes that makes more sense. Um, let's see. Oh, where where's the hurricane? I want my hurricane, not this Gregory Holmes. Wow. Yeah, this okay. is when he came out with the do rag, and uh, he looked awkward. I'd say. Now is this when he was the longest reigning crew? Well, I don't know if that's true yeah. anymore. Yeah, longest reigning cruiserweight champion, that person, whatever it was. Yeah. Because he like defended it like once every three or four months. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, it's like no. a pre-idea of the Brock Lesnar Memorial Championship. Yeah. Or the Women's Tag Team Championships right now. Right. And by the way, if Gregory Helms is listening, I do like you. I was just joking about that. I love you. Love you, Helms. He's a good dude. Um, you know, I this first group of 10 is such an interesting group because mm-hmm. you're mixing in some of the veterans like Kane, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, Flair, and Finley. Well, you also are getting a good mix of the younger wrestlers, Edge, Matt Hardy, Helms, Benjamin, Dykstra. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this is, looking back at it now, it's sort of a good setup for at least this first 10. 
of the mm. Rumble. Yeah, they, they match up well, you know, uh, some of the eliminations as well. Um, but again, that goes a little bit later. But in terms of the, the 10 that were in the ring, I definitely see, like, you can kind of match them up with who was working and, and why they were kind of in there together. That's pretty cool, especially, yeah, like you said, I mean, the balance between some of the new and some of the vets, it definitely made for... Uh, a fun, a fun start. start, and I like and that, that a lot of the guys were in the ring for a while. I like a jam-packed jam ring. Mm -hmm. so. I think it's interesting looking at the first 10 that really, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, isn't like Shelton Benjamin the only one that's actually active in 2019? Uh, 2020? Let's, let's put us some quotes, or, you know, some uh, active with some sort, you know. Yeah, we recently. In yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Hardy. Well, I, I saw Dreamer and Sabu recently at uh, Bound for Glory. Okay. Yeah, they, they make appearances. I saw Dot. Okay, uh, Consi Dreamer, consistently. Uh, recently. Oh, consistently? Yeah, I would say Benjamin might be the only one. As I say this, once again, I'll probably be dated and, like, I don't know. Sabu all of a sudden becomes the world champion in some <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to wind up happening here. <laughs> oh, no. Probably the NWA. Um, so anyway, EC Dub, EC Dub. Um, yeah, so at this point, I'm a little deflated because I'm so upset about Dreamer and Sabu being out because I had pumped myself up so much to see the ECW guys in this. And I'm like, two are already gone. Well... There's, I think at that point, I was like, there's only one that can save me left. And he's going to come out in the next segment, so I'm not getting too far ahead. Bill, what's our clock look like? 23 seconds. Oh, great. All right, Bill, give me a uh, an impression of Mayor Kane and what can you promise me? I can promise you, as the mayor of Knox County, that the police crime rate will go down. And also, as the mayor, I could promise you that the next five entries are CM Punk, King Booker, Super Crazy, Jeff Hardy, and the Sandman. And I have during this segment eliminated Helms and the Sandman, and I'm just going to start the discussion with myself because I was obviously excited, saying, yes, Sandman, he grave great shots in the face. And then I said, fuck you, Booker, because Booker eliminated Sandman. And then I was upset again. You gave, guys, or WWE, you gave me these little glimpses of, like, being super pumped to being like, nope, no happiness for you. Bill, what do you have? Oh, what do I have here? Oh, why does Super Crazy have the lawnmower in his theme song still in 2007? I, I think we're past the Mexicals at this point. I don't think you are. are In fact, I, I would be surprised because think about it. Super Crazy was brought back specifically for ECW. Mm -hmm. So, which means they didn't have... His gimmick was just he was Super Crazy from ECW. Then when ECW got less of a thing, I would think that's when he got thrown on SmackDown. And that's probably when the Mexicals happened. Maybe. 
You know what? I'm wrong. You know why? Because I just remembered 2006 Royal Rumble, and didn't they like almost qualify for the 2006? Yeah. Or something? Or no, they qualified. One of them qualified on velocity or something like that. Yeah, I think. I think so. No, that was Sylvain Grenier. <laughs> Um, okay, so you're right. I'm wrong. I, I, there was a very, I just gave myself an episode there. <laughs> Josh, what do you got? Uh, CM Punk coming out, uh, was terrific. I, like, like you were saying, um, I knew he would be the one to kind of, uh, at least have a showing. Um, and then Sandman, we go back to, he hit a whole bunch of people in the head with a kendo stick immediately. He hit like he hit five, five people, people and then, then got then tossed out. out. But still, he, he got in there with the kendo stick, hit a whole bunch of people. So, again, we go back to that whole weapon. I think the shillelagh would have been less damaging than that, but teach your own. I think uh, Finley got robbed, apparently. Um, super crazy. You know, they did those guys wrong. Uh, you know, Lawnmower, I remember Lawnmower still being in there. And whether they were together or not, it was just, he was a great talent. Um but again, but again, it shows, it shows who was there, there for a bit, bit and who was got, got who, you know, who got brought over uh, at that, that point from um, from from WCW and, and ECW and everything. everything. Uh, uh, but the Sandman was the best part for me. Agreed. Until he got tossed out, then I was mad. Until he got tossed out. I want to ask um, because, and I'm only asking this because I want to see if any of you caught it. Did either one of you watch this Rumble on the network? Uh, yes, I, I, I did. I did. Okay, Josh, did they edit Sandman's theme on this match? Because the, at this point, that you know, we're, we've forgotten about Vince paying Metallica for Ender Sandman, so they give him yeah, another yeah. theme. Did they edit that theme for another theme? I, I think they might have. It, it, it sounds. I can't tell you for sure. Right, I gotta say that, but but there was something off. Yeah, it felt like something was off. And I don't know if it's maybe because I haven't heard it consistently in a while, or like I have to go back and and hear, you know, what it was, you know. But it definitely, I definitely remember it being like, wait a minute, that 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 sounds weird. Yeah, doesn't quite sound Sandmanish. I'm a little confused, Bill, because I thought that Enter Sandman was only used on One Night Stand One. Right. And then he got a different song. Exactly. But you're saying that this song that he had on this show is different than the first different song. Right. Hmm. You could be right. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I... Wow, that was... would be crazy if they did that. And, yeah, like why? What 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 happened? Exactly. What what changed in what artist what what artist was like, hey, I need some more royalties on this? <laughs> She plugged for now. That's what I call podcasting, where we talk all about music stuff and and stuff like that. To be honest with you, um, so Josh, what else you got here for this segment? I'm, yeah, excuse me. Uh, what else do I have? Um, Jeff Hardy coming in uh, and uh, having Jeff and Matt and with. Uh, Edge in there as well. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, this is around that time where things were awkward, <laughs> to say the least. And the three of them in the ring always just brings you back to uh, just the, the amazing things. And you know, while nothing super crazy happened here, no pun intended, <laughs> um, 
it, it still always has that feel. And I remember still knowing like it could pop off with them at any minute. Uh, so like this was a cool, this was a good five, um, and it progressed stories in certain areas. So, Bill, how much time do we have left? A minute fifty-five. All right. Well, I do want to mention the next segment. I think we're going to go through the rest of the card. Um, I would like to talk about King Booker because do you think that when he because Booker and again I don't really um, follow it, but uh, when Booker is inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, because he's not right, right? No, he is. He is? Oh. Twice. Oh, God, this bullshit. You could put in twice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. I was going to... I was... Wait, so it's just him as singles and him... Uh, Harlem Heat and as, oh. as Booker. Uh, I think they're the only... Him and uh, Michael's... Are, oh, no, no, Michael's now, too. Uh, the three of them are the only two ring havers in the Hall of Fame. What ring havers? That makes sense enough, right? <laughs> no, it does. It does. <laughs> it makes more sense than the WWE Hall of Fame in general. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, that, that's uh, well, discussion for another day. I was going to ask if you think he's going to get inducted as Booker <laughs> T and King Booker, but obviously he will because shit doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So there goes. Oh, I have a thing where JBL brings up. Uh, Mil Mascaris, or however you say it, I'm sure I botched the name. Mascaris. Uh, Mascaris, sorry. Mascaris, yeah. From the 1997 Royal Rumble. Bill, remember that one where the bulldog said he was bizarre? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mil. You surprised that they brought that one back up, Bill? Yeah. A bit random. Right? Sixteen through twenty now. Sixteen Randy Orton. Seventeen Chris Benoit. Eighteen Ran or Rob Van Dam. Nineteen Viscera. Twenty Johnny Nitro. And I have during this segment eliminated Super Crazy Jeff, Matt, Booker, and Kane. And we're not going to start the segment with anyone because I want to go over the rest of the card first. Bill, let's get into it. What else? I'm excited to hear if there were any qualifiers for this Royal Rumble match. All right. Well, here's the rest of the card. Our dark match was JTG of Crime Time beating Lance Cade. Oh, no. Should have made, made the main show. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, the Hardy Boys defeated Eminem. Bobby Lashley defeated Test by Countout for the ECW title. Sounds exactly like it was. It was a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Batista defeated Mr. Kennedy to stay the world heavyweight champion, and John Cena defeated Umaga in a last man standing match to stay the WWE champion. Would that be the same unstoppable Umaga that you mentioned earlier? Yep. Okay. I love that match. That's a hell of a match. It really was, and it was you won't see that like again, that's towards the end of them doing some crazy stuff. Uh, the, the rope spot around Umaga was, was vicious. You know, two people have been fired for that, doing anything even similar to that. Really? Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan got fired for uh, grabbing, um, I forget who it was, uh, 
Wasn't it the ring announcer? The ring announcer. Oh, Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts by by the tie and pulling them down when they when NXT when when those guys were attacking. Nexus, excuse me, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, was pulling him down the, the hallway by his necktie. He got fired. Anybody went nuts. They're like, no, you, you know, and they brought him back, luckily. But yeah, he was fired for a few months. Who was the other one? You said two. I might have made up that second one. Okay. I might have combined that into just one. <laughs> but I, know I don't like it anymore. Let's just say Triple H did because he's not That's on the show. Yeah. I feel like picking on him. Um, he would have been allowed to do it, though. Bill, there are no qualifiers? Not that I could see. JTJ didn't win the opportunity to be in the Royal Rumble? Nope. What a bunch of bullshit. Like, he should have been in it. Um, doesn't, so, what were your thoughts on the, uh, the rest of the card, though? Like, what did you think of, I don't know. Outside of that ECW title match, I thought the rest of the card was pretty good. Okay. All right, All right, so, so back, back in the Royal Rumble match, Booker T throws, throws the tantrum because he was eliminated by Kane, right? I think Kane's eliminated him, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And then someone said the best line, and I wish that I remembered who said it. Someone said, thank God Matt Hardy isn't in there when Viscera came out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, one of my notes, one of my notes is, will Viscera hump another man? Oh my god, that was <laughs> the best part of the 2006 Royal Rumble, guys. You gotta listen back to us and uh, oh. and Laura, and we talk about how the best part of the Rumble was Viscera fucking Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, if we have hard, time it's hard to talk. in this segment, I, I, I have a story that I read recently I want to tell you guys. About Viscera fucking someone else? <laughs> <laughs> no, just um, another person fucking in general. Okay, I, I'm excited about this story. Josh, what do you got? And then we're going to go to Bill's story. <laughs> Let's go to Bill's story. <laughs> so I read this recently. This guy in Florida got arrested for... And, and I'm going to laugh saying this, but it, this is a true story. He went into Target and he basically violated a stuffed Olaf from Frozen. Stuffed oh. Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> left, left his semen on it and huh. Olaf had to be thrown away in the trash. <laughs> in <laughs> summer! <laughs> well, now he knows what it's like. And to be then, and then oh, he goes, <laughs> and, and then he goes, and he nails a unicorn before he finally gets arrested. Wow! Oh, so we got away with two, two instances before they got him. Yes. Hey, no way. What was he going for next? <laughs> That's what I really, legitimately would want to know. Pull off the unicorn. I mean, that's... that's uh, I don't know. Bill <laughs> is dying over there. <laughs> and Olaf, I mean... I'm, I don't want to stay... I don't, oh, I'm sorry. Is Olaf not your type, Josh? Olaf would not be my type. Um, the uni- I would start with the unicorn. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so while Bill loses it over there, Josh, why don't you tell us your stance for this segment? This was this was a great five. Um, I'm, excuse me. This was a great three out of five. 
Visser coming in is always, again, fun because he's gigantic and you know you're going to get that big, you know, um, everybody joined together moment. Um, but he lasted a bit, which was which was good. But you're talking superstars at this point. You're talking, uh, you know, Randy Orton, um, Chris Benoit, Rob Van Dam. Um, with CM Punk and Rob Van Dam in there, you have that ECW long-lasting kind of fellas, which was nice. Um but, but the big the thing for me were, were the, the, the 16, 16, 17, 18 coming in and knowing that, you know, we have three, three guys that would most likely be doing some things and lasting a while. Uh, so that was, that was nice to see them come in. And again, with who was left in there, I don't want to list them, but yes, um, definitely good matchups. All right, Bill, are you okay over there? Um, I, I just want to read these two quotes. <laughs> Okay. This article. Um, okay. <laughs> th th these are the descriptions according to the police report. The gentleman, because I'm not going to say his name, is accused of placing the popular snowman on the floor and dry humping it until he ejaculated. This is according to an arrest affidavit obtained by the smoking gun. And then he found a stuffed unicorn in the store that he allegedly dry humped before the cops arrived. Wow. wow. You, you I, don't, don't dry hump and come. That's called fucking. I'm just saying. Phil, where did you come across this, by the way? What were you looking for? I was on Facebook, this? and this person just randomly posted the story. So, if you didn't get a stuffed pull-off or unicorn this Christmas, you know why. Uh, 21 through 25. 21, Kevin Thorne. 22, Hardcore Holly. 23, Shawn Michaels. 24, Chris Masters. 25, Chavo Guerrero. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Finley, Viscera, Benjamin, Nitro, and Thorne. And we start the discussion off with Josh. Shawn Michaels. This is all about Shawn. Um... When is it not about Sean ever it in not his about life? Sean. Never ever. Uh, but hey, you know, I, I, I loved it. I loved him coming out. Um, I was a sucker for for you know because again I grew up with Sean Michaels. I watched him forever. So to see him, you know, current, you know, at that time, current, I still I still lost it for him. Um, and then Chris Masters. Oh, Chris Masters. I forgot he was still around at this time. Well. Uh, Three minutes and 32 seconds worth of being around. Um, yeah. And with one of the worst eliminations, I think I've just about... I would put it in the top ten, at least, of worst elimination selling of all time. Top five, Bobby. His elimination was the worst. Um, just one of those... He botched the jump. Uh, so he landed when he got clotheslined. And then, so, when uh, Robert Hindam stepped back, he had to jump himself up and over the ring. Uh, up and over the rope. And that's just, and that's just, I feel like it's indicative of his run in WWE. Just, uh, just not there. But again, you know, of course, it's about Sean. He's one-on-one -on -one with, he had that big standoff one-on-one with, um, was it Finley, right? Finley or, 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 or everyone's hero, Viscera? No, nah, I think it was Finley. But of course, he, he gave Viscera the business. Why not? Right, yeah, he gave, gave Viscera a super kick, which then he... Wound up leading into Viscera's elimination. Yeah. And at this point, I would like to mention 
And I, I it's, I, not, it's not, not as, as... <sighs> how do I say this? It's not like the 1994 Royal Rumble where I think where WWE gives them gives Michaels credit, even though I will not give Shawn Michaels credit for the Diesel elimination. Uh, this he super kicked them, but he is not the one that threw them out. And I don't know if WWE lists that. Of course, for those that remember, I am keeping track of Kane, Shawn Michaels, and the Undertaker's eliminations to see if they're actually right at the end of this whole experiment. I'm I'm looking at it, and they do not have Shawn Michaels as credited for the the elimination of Viscera. Okay, so that's yeah. Benoit, Punk, Edge, Holly, Nitro, Kevin Thorne, Robin Dam, and Shawn Benjamin. And of course, I was at one point I said, "Go, Kevin Thorne." <laughs> Well, so I did see, I see at, at, at the end of that, that uh, HBK was HBK standing was in the back, back and I remember watching going, what's he doing? Why would he just stand back there while he was doing things? And I'm telling you, I think it clicked in his head he needed to be over there, because he ran over right as Vista's legs were, like, tipping over the rope. You think he was meant to be? Possibly. I mean, if you look at it again, it doesn't make sense for him to stand there like he did or to run in like he did. So it's possible. You never Again, it's Sean. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill, if you, if you were put in the master lock, do you think that you'd be able to get out? Or would you fail the master lock challenge? I, I think I would fail the master lock challenge. I, I, I would have more confidence in you. I think that you could probably do it. You can get out of it. I think you could break it. I, maybe. What do you have for this I would tickle. I would tickle. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um... Michael Cole apparently interviewed Triple H about oh, the Royal Rumble. What about my thoughts? <laughs> and this is Cole. These are Michael Cole's words. Triple H will pick Shawn Michaels to win the Royal Rumble. And then I'm like, was he forced? Because the way Cole said it, like, he will pick. Mm. You're going to pick Shawn or you're not coming back. Well, just think this. I remember this WrestleMania did really, really well without Triple H. Yeah, like by by rate wise. Uh, I remember being excited about that. I was like, "Oh, look at that! That what does that show you?" Yeah, somebody got. Which is why it has to be on every WrestleMania because he can't get over it. It's like, (laughs) ah, no, I gotta be on this one too. Uh, Somebody got called Gumby in this segment, (laughs) or it was like Gumby like. I, I forgot who it was, and, and I wrote, I'm Gumby, damn it. <laughs> Gumby, Gumby. Who would that have been? I'm trying to look at who that possibly could have been. Maybe Nitro? There's a few on there at this point that could fit that. I think it's Nitro. Most likely. Maybe um, maybe CM Punk otherwise, but I doubt that. Bill, uh, how much time do we have left? 2.13. Oh, good. So we have a little time for you to sing the Gumby theme song. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm Gumby. I'm Gumby. I'm made of clay. That Gumby. is not the Gumby theme song. Like <laughs> you know it. I and I like Gumby too. First off, Gumby. It's the Gumby song is in uh, talking about. It's about Gumby, not in a first-person mode that you just did. <laughs> Look, I haven't I haven't heard the theme song in like twenty plus years. Okay, 
Well, you can always look up the lyrics. Look up the lyrics while me and Josh talk about Kevin Thorne and and talk about how great Kevin Thorne was. He looked like I always felt like he looked like Jeff Hardy stung by a bee. Ooh, I, could, I, could, I could see that. Uh, also, this Kevin Thorne's uh, uh, entrance without Ariel confirms that there were no managers allowed. Man, that makes sense. That's that's their most inconsistent rule ever. Yeah. Who was heavy with managers at that point? Um, just Ariel. I mean, I'll look through it. Oh, Charmel with King Booker. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Was Lita with either Matt Hardy or Edge? No, he wasn't. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no one else looking through the list now. Sandman should have a friend. I'd be Sandman's friend. <laughs> <laughs> I found the Gumby lyrics. Great. How much time do you have left? 23 seconds. All right, great. Give me the main verse. Go. Gumby. He was once a little green slab of clay. Gumby. You should see what Gumby can do today. Gumby. He can walk into any book with his pony pal Pokey, too. If you've got a heart, then Gumby's a part of you. I apologize to all the Gumby fans if I ruined your childhood. Uh, last five, 26 MVP, 27 Carlito, 28 The Great Kali, 29 The Miz, and 30 The Undertaker. And I have during this segment leading into the final four eliminated Miz, RVD, Punk, Carlito, Chavo, Kali, and MVP. Uh, and we start this discussion off leading into the final four with Josh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Kali. Oh, Kali. He came in and eliminated seven dudes immediately. Um, and that was unfortunate, but at that point, you, you had to know something was coming because, again, you had a stacked ring at that point. He's number 28, seven guys. You know, that's typically when something big is going to happen. Um, but he can't move. He couldn't move. And I just remember going, these guys are selling, like, absolute the best that they possibly can because this dude can't bend over, and he's 19 feet tall. And he, like, um, so I credit all seven people that he eliminated uh, with with letting him elim eliminate them for jumping over the rope for him. <laughs> Bill, your Gumby arrangement was definitely incorrect because I didn't think that that was, sounded like the Gumby song till like about ten seconds, ten to fifteen seconds into it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that are, that is the lyrics. Those are the lyrics. So next time, I'd like you to work on your arrangement, please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Can I, can I go through real quick and, and mention? Yes. Holly eliminated Punk. You talk about the superstars that he eliminated, and that's why it gets me a little bit more frustrated now that I'm reading it. Punk, uh, Benoit, Rob Van Dam. Hardcore Holly, that's fine. Uh, uh, Chavo Guerrero, I mean, at that point, that was fine, too. But he also eliminated Carlito. Um, I forget who else. But uh, The Miz. And The Miz. 
And at that point, that's fine too. But still, you know, he eliminated those those the guys that I mentioned as being the guys that are going to be in there and, and last a while and, and do big things. He came in and made a very big impact on this match. And, you know, for Kali to get that, it just kind of, it still sits sour. For me. I get it, but it still sits sour. Just like how I was going to say something about Gumbeek, and I can't go off. I'm not going to. Like you said, the great Kali lays everyone out. Hey, when did the great Kali debut? Was It's got to be around here, right? It was a few days after WrestleMania 22. Okay, so he's like at a calendar year, pretty uh, almost. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bill, what do you have for this? Oh my gosh, I, I have a, a lot. lot. <laughs> okay, go let me get this in though, real quick. Then, yeah, go ahead. So we also have WWE touting the Shawn Michaels fake Royal Rumble win. Go back to the 1996 Royal Rumble to hear that. Uh, okay, Bill, let's go. I mean, it's got you got to have a better arrangement of giving your notes than your Gumby. Yeah, I think I do. Okay, so MVP comes out, and they mentioned that he has third-degree burns. Because I, I think he had the Inferno match. Yeah, that was Armageddon the, the month before, I believe. Shouldn't those burn heal, Shouldn't the burns have healed by now? I, I That was a quite, like a legit question that I wrote. So, Phil, when was, was the last time that you were burned? Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> really? Okay. I, I don't remember. I think not, if he had not by the sun. He probably wouldn't be allowed, be allowed to be in the ring. Right. Correct. Uh, because it'd be very pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. JBL wants CM Punk to start drinking. Uh-huh. And then JBL. Oh my God. I, this, this, this slide. If people. If he had said this today, people would have gone crazy on social media. JBL says that WWE fans are intelligent. And I wrote, does, th- does Vince think that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, uh, with Josh talking about the Kali eliminations, JBL, I, I don't know if JBL like just blurted this out loud and then Kali finally realized what he had to do. Because JBL's like, Oh, this is great, but he got to throw them over the top of the floor. I don't think he knows the rules of the match. <laughs> and you know what? That might be true. <laughs> you know, the 23-foot giant might not know the rules. Sure that sounds know. about right. Again, that would that would be that would be about right. <laughs> but then again, the WWE didn't know the rules. So, right. you never you really never know. They break their rules with this match, like on a yearly basis. Yes. Who knows what's going to happen if it didn't happen already for the latest Royal Rumble? Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I miss I miss this Miz. I miss Hoorah Miz. I want Miz to go back to just yelling Hoorah, and then I'd like him more. <laughs> I love the Miz. Hoorah! I love him. I love him. I don't know why. But he puts in the work. Uh, this was this was when I, I despised him because at that at that time, real world and all that, uh, it was uh, less and less real. I had season one, real world. Puck, what's up? Um, <laughs> so again, that probably dates me. But I just found him so annoying that I just couldn't 
I felt like it was a knock against Russell. Like, I took it personal that he was there. I know. I guess. I must have, because I really, really didn't like him. Uh, but I, he, I love him now. I do. I'm probably the opposite. I liked him when he was yelling hoorah. That's what I wanted him to be. <laughs> That's fair, too, though. Um, okay. So now we're, unless either of you two have something to add for anything that we might have missed on any part of the Royal Rumble, um, we'll go into the final four. Do you two have anything else you want to add? No. No, I'm good. Okay. It comes down to Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Edge, and The Undertaker. Uh, we do have, we do have some teasing of the, an Edge fighting with a chair spot. Um, Anyway, Michaels eliminates Edge and Orton. So then it comes down to Michaels and The Undertaker. And The Undertaker eliminates Michaels for the Royal Rumble win. Your thoughts on this particular segment, either of you? Um, the, the, The final two, Taker and Michaels, was a classic match. Um, done in the Royal Rumble match. It's it's very Sean. It's very Undertaker. But it led to so much. Um, and even at this point, Undertaker was was looked so great. Um, Sean always gets those reactions. I I loved the way it ended. I thought the the once once Kali came out, things picked up quickly, and it was a great four to have. Um, and I, uh, I liked the result. I thought it was a good thing for, for Taker. Undertaker took a wicked chair shot to the head uh-huh. yeah, he did. during that final four. I mean, that was a shot. Um, this might be one of, if not the best final fours mm-hmm. to a Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> Just... Great storytelling. I had no problems with any of the four being there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Sean and Undertaker being the final two. And you know what? We don't do this a lot, Jim, but I'm going to give props to the San Antonio fans. That crowd was fantastic to win mm-hmm. that whole yeah, match. Yeah. And the, the last two and the fans were just right into it all the way to the end. And then, you know, we didn't realize at the time what we would be getting the next few years because they start the next Royal Rumble 1 and 2, and then that's going to lead into the two WrestleMania matches the the following years. Um, But I felt, you know, at the time when it happened and then watching it now Undertaker winning the Rumble was like the only thing left mm-hmm. on his resume to do because he did yeah. everything this was the le- this was yeah. the one and he finally did it after all the years all the tries you know either getting close being robbed he finally wins one yeah, yeah. and it's just done so well so perfectly you couldn't ask for a better ending yeah yeah and it didn't feel like it was just. It doesn't. Didn't really feel like it was just a gift to him. He was still active. He, you know, he could still do big things. He, he still 
drew, drew giant drew reactions, reactions uh, like he always does, does but, but it wasn't it was it was special, it was special to see him, to see him um, um but, but it wasn't but it like, was, like it was like i said it like wasn't said, gifted, it wasn't gifted, gifted to, him. to him um yeah. so that so that helped that helped it and didn't didn't sully it like him winning it was felt like oh yeah he got it and he deserves it and i can't wait to see what he does with it um the crowd i i the crowd is why i was completely fine with with sean being there at the end um he he played that part perfectly to get the reaction that he did and and it was just such such uh I mean, it would have I mean, been that, been pop, that anywhere, pop anywhere, but it did, but feel, it did feel that much, that much more, more because, because that's where, where uh, Sean's from, from, you know. So, so it, was, it was it was a phenomenal, was a phenomenal four and a phenomenal, phenomenal ending. ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, like I probably agree with both of you in regards to it. This was a really good final four, actually, great final four, and. I personally like, and I know this hasn't been mentioned, that the Undertaker won. As number thirty, yeah, yeah. I yeah. kind of yeah. was yeah. like, I kind of was like, you know, we need to establish that the number really matters. Like he's thirty, so okay, he wins. Um, which you know, now numbers don't now numbers really don't at least. Right. And this was the first time that whoever drew thirty won a rumble. Yeah. Right, right. right. If it right. was like it was today, then he, then he could just get attacked and someone could just seal the spot. And it doesn't even matter. So, like I said, I enjoyed it. Now, the aftermath. Did the Undertaker, number one, get a straight path to get a title shot at WrestleMania? And then did he win? And I may interrupt you, Bill, when you get to a seg- certain segment on Raw, because that's my story that I mentioned earlier. Okay, so the following night on Raw, and that whole week, The Undertaker would tease each of the three champions as to if he's going to fight them at WrestleMania. The following week on Raw, The Undertaker makes his choice. You have Cena in the ring, Lashley in the ring, Batista in the ring. Right. Undertaker looks at each one of them and he chooses Batista by giving him the I'm going to kill you sign. I remember, I remember watching, watching this with my friend, friend uh, uh, his name's DJ, DJ. And, we and we were watching this together, together and we were and like, we were so, like into so into it. Into it. But the but best, best part, part was, was both of us were screaming. screaming. We're like, like come, come on, on, take her Lashley, WrestleMania, take her Lashley. Yeah. I, I honestly, I honestly I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted that too. I did. The best choice would have been Cena. Like that would have been the perfect time. We wouldn't have known what we were getting. But that would have been why it would have been a perfect time. Yeah, we didn't. You're right. We didn't know that that back then. But I mean, we. I think at some point during this time. I think a lot of people knew it was going to wind up being Undertaker, Batista, and I think that's what amped up me and yeah. my friend being like, come on, throw us a curve. It was Taker Lashley. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead, Bill. Continue with the load. So after he made his selection, Undertaker had a clear path to WrestleMania. Even though at the pay-per-view prior to that, he would team with Batista in a tag match against John Cena and Shawn Michaels. Um, I think Cena and Michaels won that match, if I remember correctly. That, that sounds about right. Um, 
And then they would have their match at WrestleMania. No, it was not the main event of that year's WrestleMania. It was on the it was in the middle of the show, and the Undertaker defeated Batista to win the World Heavyweight Title. So, guys, what did we learn here? <laughs> um, that's a good question. We I learned even the Undertaker can't get the main event match of WrestleMania after winning the Royal Rumble. Right. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good yeah, That makes sense. <laughs> um, I feel like I've learned something about Shawn Michaels, even though I kind of knew it already. He always gets what he wants. <laughs> you know it. But I want to touch back on it because I, I remembered, remembered I missed my note. Uh, the cool spot where they were both laid out. Um, we get Undertaker, yeah, Undertaker the, the sit up, sit up, and then we get a kip up kip from, from Michaels and the face off, and the, off and the, um, and the um, you know Undertaker the saying bring it. bring it. That, that was that cool. Was cool. Um, um, but but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's Sean. It's Sean makes sense, makes right? Sense, right. Why do you? Yeah, well, yeah, like okay, okay, I say jokingly that it's because it's Sean Michaels, and throughout his entire career, for the most part, he always got what he wanted. Um, um, but why do, why do why do we do think, think if it's if not, it's that, not reason, that reason that, that Undertaker, Undertaker and Batista, Batista didn't, have, didn't have one? Well, I mean, we had the Battle of the Billionaires, right, right, in this, which honestly could have main evented at WrestleMania the way it was hyped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I really what don't was, know. What, what, what did the main event? What, what was the main event? It was Cena and Michael. Cena, that's okay. Well, I think well, that that's, think that that's basically, basically why. why. I mean, I Cena, Cena, I think they saw more star, star power in Cena. And, 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 and Sean, you know, was the street played up as, as hyped up as it was, you know, towards the end? Because I feel like that the, the promotion of the street came, you know, around like uh, 12 and 0. So this would be... Yeah, we're about that time where they're promoting the streak. So, I mean, if it's still towards that beginning of that mystique, you know, um, it was for a belt. Yeah, of course. I'm always the belt should be on last. The order of that, whatever. But the belts should be on last. You know, I don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Even considering the battle of the billionaires, but if that wasn't going on last, then then why? You know, like why would that come after? Now, do you think? And maybe this is just my opinion because because I'm not the biggest fan. But so so this is my opinion. But I from an outside standpoint, I kind of want to question this. Could it be also that Batista's not? Great in the ring. And they feel like I was trying to be nice. I absolutely 100% agree that they knew it was going to be a B level match at best. At the very, very best. And it wasn't even that. I remember being really not terrific. Because if it's that, then why wouldn't they do Undertaker Cena? 
Like, that you was, basically that, have a way to get out of it. You basically have a way to get out of it. And that's why I thought also, I, that's, that's the expectation I had, or what I, I think would have been the better choice, would have absolutely been Cena. Especially during this twenty, but yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I know this is random, but I did think of someone else that had a manager in this match that would have had a manager. Um... Uh, Johnny Nitro. Johnny Nitro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just yeah, looking through this list again. I'm like, there's got to be more people that would have had managers. Well, did, did she go out with? What, did she come out with Batista earlier in the show? Because <laughs> I mean, she can't appear twice. Or she was too busy with Batista, so she couldn't walk uh, Johnny out. I don't know. That's rude. Oh, that's rude. I met. I met. <laughs> that's really rude. I met Johnny. He's Why a, you gotta really be cool so rude? Oh He's God, a really, really nice guy. guy. Yes. Yes. But but you know, come on, come on. All right. Um. Real quick. We've gone through this rumble. Yes. Yes. Who's the one that you guys? Oh, know that should not. That probably took Triple H's spot. Who do you think is the one? Miz. Okay, so you say Miz, Jim. Well, who do you say? I, I almost want to say Sean. I think it's super crazy. <laughs> can can why, we get why, Miz, Miz, Miz was in it for three seconds. That's why I think that he took his spot. Because they were like, oh, so we'll just throw someone in there and then get him tossed out and the match stays the same. So where do you think... So with this question, because I have, I, I was looking through the Raw roster, I didn't see anything that that made sense. Because I was thinking, who would have, who would he, him, would who would if he filled in for that took up time? And so if we put Triple H in there for Super Crazy or the Miz, question I want to add to it is, um, what would have, where would we have seen the change? What would have been different? Because they both came in, uh, you know, on the second half and almost at the very end. I don't think Undertaker went. I don't think Undertaker's even in the final four. Oh. oh. See, I thought, yeah, I thought Triple H would take Sean's spot. But Sean, wasn't he already in it? Even when Triple H was still advertised to be in it? But, see, that's yeah, the key. So we have, to see, that, yeah, we have yeah. to see who wasn't advertised to be in it. And unfortunately, they didn't do what they should have done, and it should have had 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, 10 from ECW. I don't think it winds up even that way. No, so it's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still say Miz because I don't think the Miz would have made it into this match. And and, and I and I like Super Crazy. I, I really do. But of this, you know, I, I don't know. The reason I like Super your pick of Super Crazy Bill is because you're kind of right in that he's not featured on ECW at this point either. So, so no one would really think, like, oh, Sora, Super Crazy's got to be in there. People would probably think more that Kevin Thorne would be in there. Mm-hmm. Or, or honestly, you know who I'm kind of surprised isn't in it? Mike Knox. Mm. Well, now if you look at Super Crazy and see who he got eliminated by, you could extend his time. He was only in for about four and a half minutes. Extend his time. He got eliminated by Edge and Randy Orton. So if there was still that plan of Edge and Randy Orton to eliminate number 13 or, you know, in that, who that would have been Triple H, they could have pushed that time, still sold a big story, and still have the same Final Four. Right. 
that could make that, it, that could actually that make sense because if you look at some of the other, other like eliminations, eliminations, you know, if you're thinking you know, if you're thinking that they put that much thought into thought it, into um, that might that make the most sense, sense actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't so actually have a real answer to this, do we? Bill? Right. No. Probably, not. Probably not. Probably not. No. Maybe Carlito. Was, I mean, he could have came in as Carlito, but yeah, he got eliminated by Great You know, who do you think could have? So to go back real quick, ECW had seven participants. One, two, three. Can we name them all? Tommy Dreamer. Please, yes. Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, CM Punk, Sandman, Rob Van Dam, Kevin Thorne, and Hardcore Holly. I forgot that Holly was part of this. That's the one guy I didn't get excited for at all when he came out from ECW. Right. Nine from SmackDown. <clears throat> so I can't so do math, but, but that'd be a lot more for, more for Raw. I just thought of something. Were there there were no uh, surprises? No, there weren't. Which I'm okay with. Because I feel like they've overdone that. You're only in there for one night. You're, no one thinks that you're going to win anyway, so... Especially these days, where they just bring people yeah. back every three weeks. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah, I just yeah, thought I just that, yeah, that, they didn't really have anyone that, unless, unless you found someone, I'm looking through the list now, if there was someone that wasn't on the active roster that came back. No, definitely, it was all active folks on there. Um, yeah. All right. They were all... Uh, Alright, so let's do our final thoughts on this Rumble, um, and then we'll get final plugs and get out of here. Okay, so I'll go first. Um, I like the Rumble. Like, it, it maintains, especially like you guys mentioned, the final four was really good. Um, you know what? I wasn't, here's a big, big plus. I wasn't annoyed by anything other than the ECW guys getting out so quickly. Um, um, nothing really nothing annoyed, really annoyed me. me there, there and, and Bill, and I'm going to ask you to second, second me on this, this and, or, and or, 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 um, uh, correct, me. correct me. Right. Nothing, nothing really, really as far as, far as inconsistencies, as everything, everything was pretty, was pretty standard, standard as far as, as they didn't they pull didn't some pull bullshit, bullshit basically. Right. Yeah. There didn't seem like any inconsistencies in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my that's thoughts. Bill, won't give yours, and then Josh, you give yours, and then we'll get final plugs. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Um, this was a lot of fun from beginning to end. The commentary is actually not that bad. Because like, <laughs> I know going in, it's like, oh my god, it's Lawler, you know, Bradshaw, and Cole. And this is when Michael Cole is still a very good commentator. And JBL, I think, is still like in his first year as a commentator. Um, it's just very good all the way around um, from beginning to end. Um, great Final Four, great ending. Probably in my top ten Royal Rumbles of all time. Okay, Josh, what about you? That's that's strong. Um, 
I, it's hard I to disagree. I think it was a very strong rumble, like you said. There was no no big name surprises. Um, at the time, there were legitimately quite a handful of, of guys that you could see winning. Um, with the three different belts, especially, it really did open up to uh, you know. If you look at it, I had about ten guys. Just looking at the card, you could make an argument for knowing what they were doing in two thousand and seven. Um, and, um, and, 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 like, you know, like, like we all said, once Kali hit, well, we don't all say that. I said once Kali hit, but that pushed us to the final four, which picked everything up quickly. Final four was, was again, terrific. They worked together for a while, which I loved. I like when a final four is in there for a few minutes to show that they earn it to be there and not just dumped out, dumped out. The final two, um, they, they put in work on each other and sold stories. Um, so I, so I really fun really for fun me. For me. Um, definitely uh, one that I loved, that I loved watching, watching again, again and remembering the little, little details, details too. too. Uh, the pay per view uh, as a whole, as a whole again, again, fun, fun very, indicative very indicative of 2007. 2007. Uh, uh, but the Rumble but match, the itself, match itself definitely, definitely on the top, on the top tier, top tier uh, uh, overall. overall. All right. Um, so, um, so let's give let's our give final plugs and head out here. Of course, let's start with Josh. Josh, give your final plugs and we'll head out. Thank you guys. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, thank you guys again for having uh, having me on, representing the Armchair Bookers podcast. Find us on Instagram, Podbean, all over the place at Armchair Bookers podcast. Um, we release a whole bunch of new episodes uh, weekly, a bunch of recap shows. Um, so check us out. Follow us. Comment. Look us up on YouTube. We really are all over the place. Um, and again, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank, you. thank you. All right. And, All right. Uh, of course, you can catch me at That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. I have now That's What I Call Podcasting, which is now consistently doing new episodes. So that's exciting. We talk about the Now That's What I Call Music Series on a track-by-track basis, um, usually myself and a guest. And, of course, That's Podcasting.com. And, Bill, give your plugs and let's head out of here. All right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill, and you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam. Uh, check out my podcast, That Wrestling Show, which comes up each and every Friday. And also, for you South Park fans, uh, Season 23 just about wrapped up, so check out uh, some brief episodes where myself and my friend Fro... We go into a discussion of each episode of this 23rd season of South Park. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. And until then, the 2007 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.